That's right. You're listening to a little bit of Horse McDonald, and we just about this time last year caught up with Horse um, just before she was releasing her brand new CD called Home. And here it is a year later, and we are um, so anxious to catch up with her and find out what's going on and what's in place for her winter tour with um, with her CD. And uh, so without further ado, here is Horse. Long time no here. <laughs> That was fast. That was good. Wow. Okay, so we are on the line with Horse McDonald, and I've just I just said it's been a, almost to the day, exactly a year since we've last done a little phone chat, and you were just getting ready to take off with. <laughs> we is it, it? It's been a year, and you were just starting with your uh, home hadn't even been released yet. Hasn't it, though? Wow, fantastic, yeah. And we've kind of been together for some of it. Yes, I've met you a few different things along the way. It's been, it was so fun, and it it was, I, first of all, I'm going to say before I even forget, um, a a massive thank you to you, because uh, in July, while Donna was here visiting, you took a, uh, uh, took an hour out of the way (laughs) <laughs> out of your journey to stop and meet with us and to get to see her and meet her. And she is, she was so grateful and so excited. And, and I know that she would kill me if I didn't say thank you for doing that. Well, I think if I remember rightly, it was a three hour detail. <laughs> was, was it three? <laughs> but then she came all the way from Florida. So the least we could do was um, come via wherever you guys were. So no, it was good fun. She has good fun. It was, and she, and like I said, she was so thrilled because she's been a fan for a long time, and and she was, she, you know, she um, has been following um, since I, I think really since she first saw your Facebook photo, she's been a huge fan. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> a little bit of a stalker, but that's her. That's okay. You love her, anyways. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but we, so we did this um, uh, this talk last year at this time, and home was just coming out. And um, and I remember you even gave us an exclusive. You gave us the um, Soldier of Love single. Yes. And uh, and then I had the pleasure of seeing you perform it, not once but twice. We came to see you at Bush Hall, and we came to see you in yes. Brighton. And what a phenomenal concert, especially the Brighton one. I when I tell you, I, that was one of the most enjoyable nights I've had in a long time. That's fantastic. It's it's the it's the music. It's the st- that night it was a really special night the sound was good the band were on form and the audience were really really up for it they were yeah that's the thing your audience your fan base is is so fun they're so fun to watch it's so fun to watch them watching you do you know you saying that i hope she's not listening but in the front row that night the whole band were watching this fight between this boyfriend girlfriend husband wife who knows <laughs> but she wanted to dance and jiggle about in her seat and he kept hitting her and he sat with a foul look in his face <laughs> and, she, and she was it really was a kind of verbal fight and she's like I'm, I'm barely listening to horse and, and and the band were all like nudging each other going oh god there's a fight gonna kick off and then um she got up to dance which really set him off <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, most it's, of the time they're all happy with each other. But, um, yeah. It's a really, characters. it's a diverse group of listeners. Yeah. You know, like we were saying, there was 
there was couples there. There were there were lesbian couples. There were straight couples. There were families, uh-huh. and there were your your family and and AJ's family. That's right. Yeah. And it and and then other bands because you had uh, Lucy and Mandy op- yeah. uh, opening for you, and their and their uh, fans were there too. And it was just it was such a great mix of people that you know during the show you 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 can't help but you you can't take your eyes off of of you guys you in the band, but then afterwards it's always a fun time too, like to get to talk to everybody. Cookie Meister was there and, yes, you know, all these fam- yeah, familiar faces. And, and so you're, did I read on the, on your website that you're going to be back in Brighton and back? Yeah, there, there's a, a whole tour of November, December, also some more dates in February, but we will be down south. I mean, I've got a whole list of dates, but I won't, I won't bore you with them, but we'll be doing London, I'll, I'll see the cities anyway, London, Brighton. Newcastle, Manchester, Edinburgh, Perth, Aberdeen, and Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy up in Scotland. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing the whole band thing, but, I mean, did I, I told you about a competition I'm going to run. The, the competition, the what, what was that? I'm running a competition. And, yes. And it's the first time I've done anything like this, and, and it's probably quite, I don't know if it's going to be over-ambitious or what. This but is really... We've had a lot of entries so far, but in each city we're in, or each venue we're in, each town, every city. Um, when we're en route to that, um, we're going to choose one, someone's home um, en route, got to be within a 10 mile radius, give or take a mile or two here or there. And we will drop in, or I'll certainly drop in, and I will sing in this home. Um, and the only thing is, they have to write to me and tell me why they should get a special visit and a special, you know. This is this is such a cool contest. It, it, well, it is. It's a bit scary for me. But, I mean, the interesting <laughs> thing is, what's been fantastic is, it's not just I want you to come and play in my house. Um, we've had a couple of old folks' homes suggested for relatives. Oh. Um, we've had um, a hostess. Um, people who are ill in their own homes. So it's this really nice idea, somebody that really deserves a little surprise visit or a visit and, and maybe handled songs, something while we're en route for our show anyway, and just divert slightly and cheer someone up maybe. That is, it's a spectacular idea. I can't, how, who, how did you come up with this? Because well, it is a little al- scary. The album is called Home, and myself and Jen Bass player and AJ were talking and, and we were saying, well, what can we do that's, that's really something worth talking about. Not just that the show is going to be amazing, but what, what can we... And, and we were centering around home, and we had this idea of bringing you home. Yeah. So, so basically we will go, I, maybe Gordon, we will go into someone's home or the place that wins the, the location, um, go in and actually bring them a piece of home in their own home because for various reasons they maybe can't come to a show. Oh, man. And so now you said you've been getting a really good response. We've had some great responses. Um, I'm not being told who they're from. <laughs> absolutely no bias. I'll just read what the story is or, or why they want us to come along. Um, and as I said, we've we've had a few interesting ones. Um, there's a choir in Edinburgh want me to come along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to one of their rehearsals. So um, for inspiration for them. Um, which is a lovely idea. That um, is great. What it's just, it just seems like um, at my first thought was 
this this will be interesting because uh, you know that once you get there and you start singing, then afterwards they're gonna offer you food. You may have to use you may have to use someone's bathroom. Like these are all the things that I go, oh man, this could go horribly wrong, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, I mean, I think in the terms and conditions, it says it cannot be, uh, you know, a pub or a bar or, you know, somewhere where a 40 million people are going to turn up right. uh, as an alternative to the actual show. Um, but yeah, some people immediately went, oh, right, I'll need to clean the house. <laughs> right. I'll leave the Hoover out for you. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> You know, sitting looking at it, I've got, oh my God, now I have to, yeah, you have to tidy. But again, I, you know, at the end of the day, you're only going to be in someone's house for, um, you know, half an hour or something like that. So, it's true. Uh, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to have something to drink or eat or pet the cat, you know. <laughs> I, what if you get a house that has like six cats? Um, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> like, we're not allergic to them. I, I actually have had cats, but my asthma doesn't bear too well with older cats so um, oh yeah, I would be just going hello <laughs> hello nice kitty <laughs> nice to see you nice to see you bye bye now yeah, yeah. Okay. where do I think <laughs> outside <laughs> yeah so anyway it's, it's, um, and what, what we're going to do is we're going to do it for this tour um, but I'm also going to Australia and the dates have been confirmed now uh, in March so we'll roll out in Australia as well so uh, 10 miles we might have to stretch it to 20 I don't know because <laughs> it's a much bigger um, yeah. uh, area I suppose yeah that's um, a that's a vast again in February. that's going to be great oh I know it's... you've got a you've got a big a big fan base in Australia I know I know that when I met Rachel <laughs> oh Rachel Black yeah, yeah my good friend Rachel yeah yeah, yeah so I know you've got a you got a strong fan base there that should be exciting and uh, I think it, I was just reading up that Heather Peace is going back to Australia too yeah, she's okay. going out in February, into March, I think. But we're going, what, a couple of weeks after that or something like that. Uh, wouldn't be good to coincide. Yeah, wouldn't that be great to cross? <laughs> clash of the um, uh, fan bases. That um, would be great. Although I think, in saying that, I think, I'm not saying my fans are different, but um, I do have quite a mixed audience. And certainly last time we played in Australia, um, there's a real mix um, of people, kind of pretty much like you saw in Brighton. Yeah. Mixed age groups, mix of different people. Um, so, I mean, venue-wise, it, it will be sort of, you know, suitable to that. Yeah, that's that's going to be great. What a what an experience! And you know, we were we were just talking earlier a little bit about um, Australia and stuff. And there's there's just it's because it is so big, and there's there's so many places to go and things to do. You've got to be really uh, focused on your on your venue and your audience in each particular place that you're going because. You know, just when you think about how far away each place is, it's not just the drive down the road. That's it, and, and because it's such a long journey to get to Australia, there's no point in going for a week. I mean, I think I'll be away for three and a half weeks um, wow. across there. Uh, but I've got family in Perth, friends in um, Melbourne and uh, Adelaide, so, you know, oh, yeah. um, I'll get to spend a little bit of time with them as well, so it's well worth the journey. This trip is probably just going to be in my, me and my own, which... I find quite, oh, but in actual fact, it makes for a very, very um, intimate performance. And um, I was just saying to you earlier that I had done one of these shows down in Cornwall and I got this beautiful letter from this older gentleman, shall we say, um, saying what a wonderful performance and how pleased he was that he'd been to the show. And he'd obviously seen things about a lesbian performer, and but him and his wife came along and absolutely loved it. And so... Oh. 
you know, if you remove, if people actually see what, what I do, then all of these barriers and boundaries that people hold in their in minds vanish instantly because, you know, we're all, oh, well, we say a phrase in Scotland, we're all Jock Thompson's bairns. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're all cut from the same cloth, really. It's true. I, I, yeah, we were saying that. I think um, that when you're when your fans get to see you, especially performing on your own, um, there is that that intimate connection, and you don't realize that everybody's there for their own reasons. You know, whether it's they're appreciating your music or they're relating to the words and the lyrics of your songs, and it means something to them, and they and that relatability. Um, it really does broaden your fan base, and you do have quite a mix of people that connect on such a level. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to go from here in terms of the next album, because this album in particular encapsulates my journey yeah. in the last kind of dozen years or so, and there's a lot of powerful um, things happened during the making of it and contained on it and coming up for the album before it as well, losing both my mum and my dad and mm. getting married um, yeah. and a lot of massive things. And these are not lesbian things. These are human things. Yeah, they're life they things. To everyone. So um, right. I think when I go and perform, because I'm on my own, I don't have Gordon digging me in ribs going, next song. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell, from just now, I like to chat, I'd like to talk to people, and they talk to me, and I go off on a tangent, and I'll maybe do a slightly different song from what I planned, but it's it's just like a, it is reducing a hall into a living room, I think, in some respects, almost like bringing your family together. Yeah, I do, I, there's, sometimes there is something about an intimate performance, you know, um, in a smaller venue, that um, really allows you to appreciate what's going on as opposed to a massive forum or a stadium show, you know? It's how, you, how artists do a, a major stadium show and, and bringing some sort of intimacy to it. I don't know how you manage to do that. And I think a lot of artists, I think the Eurythmics, Annie Lennox is a good example of that, where they started off in small venues. Um, I saw her when they went to number one with Sweet Dreams in a small place in Glasgow, well, small for them, maybe about 500 capacity, yeah. and it was an electric performance. The next time I saw Eurythmics or Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart was um, in a huge shed in Glasgow, commonly known as the SEC, and um, the, the sound was awful. They were vacuous. There was nothing. Yeah. They'd been performing for many years, and, and I think in some respects... It's good to go back to where you came from. Yeah, like an actor getting back to the theatre. Uh, yes. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And, and, but I don't ever want to lose that. And I think I've been going so long doing what I do without doing the stadium thing other than, say, supporting Tina Turner. Yeah. You know, uh, on my own right, I haven't done that level of play. So every performance for me is important, everyone. Um, and it's, it's electric, it's exciting every time you step on a stage. And I think you lose that the more big, massive shows you do. You're just kind of cushioned by um, lots of people around about you and not actually getting to touch the audience in some respects. Right. Yeah, you can't possibly. It's just oh. it's massive. Get um, Going back to what you were saying about um, how personal this um, the home album. album has been for you, yeah. is, there, is there a fear that... Um, that the next one um, 
say it's not as personal? Is there, is there a, a, you know, is there, is it a challenge or a fear that, that, you know, like this is, this was the one that spoke the loudest to your fans. And is there like a hope that the next one will, even if it's not as personal? Like, how do you, how do you get motivated? uh, Yes, it's a worry. It's an absolute worry. Um, And I'm not a prolific writer, but when I write, I let a lot out. I have at least six or seven songs just now that I'm wanting to work on um, that I think are amazing, even though I say so myself. Um, I'll co-write a couple of those, maybe with Gordon again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of various other people I'm, I'm planning on doing some co-writing with because I quite enjoy it and it's a challenge for me. Um, but I tend not to be a head writer. I don't kind of think. Mm-hmm. I just let stuff come out. And I'm hungrier than ever since this album came out and I thought after coming up for air, after losing both parents um, I wasn't going to ever write another song that meant so much but then, you know um, we moved forward and Home came along Uh, gosh, there are always things in your life that I think you're quite emotive about and I think, yeah definitely, I think it's going to be my usual letting stuff out and who knows when it'll come out, when I'll go and get recording, but um, it's just how I work, I suppose. But it is a fear. It's a constant fear. Will I ever be able to write another song? How do I write a song? Yeah. I did a masterclass um, a month ago here in Glasgow, and um, I thought, how can I tell people how to sing? <laughs> I'm not yeah. a singer. But anyway, of course, in front of an audience, off I went. You know, um, I do know exactly what I'm talking about, really. Uh, and that was good to share that. It's the ex- your experience to be able to speak about that. Uh, you know, uh, I can't even imagine the lessons that were taken away. You know, um, from that, that was a really interesting idea and concept too. This the, the master class, and there's another one. You're going to do another one, correct? I'd, yes, I, I'd like to do another one down south. I'd like to do one, maybe London, maybe Brighton. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to to do another one of these because um, I think it was a bit of a revelation for these performers. Um, I think I chose a woman, the last person is Stephanie Lawrence, who's an amazing, amazing singer. I mean, watch out for her. Um, And the song she chose, I think it's a stunning song. And I I don't know if you're like that, but I find it very hard to go, I really like that song if I don't. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I heard this song and I think it's a phenomenal song. It's a hit. It's stunning. It's a brilliant song. So I chose her as my last performer because I thought it was a challenge for me because I thought, oh, she is a really good singer. But I felt that she wasn't being herself. And so I was trying to give her a piece of my experience of being yourself, singing-wise, and because she spent a lot of her life being a backing singer. Oh. Used to moulding herself into fitting with the singer she's been behind. Right. So that, that was interesting. But the youngest, who was 17, was a little bit... I know you'll not hear this anyway, but he's a, he's a little bit of a know-it-all. Yeah. And... Um, it was a really interesting unfurling of him. I asked, his mum was there, and I said to her before we started, I said, how does he feel about having some criticism? And she looked at me with that look, and I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do much with this guy at all. But anyway, he, he sang his song, and the song wasn't making sense. It was very kind of monotone. Um, uh, there was guitar stuff going on that he played. And my idea was I removed all the instruments they normally play, so that they could just concentrate on their singing. So uh, Gemma played piano for them, 
And when I removed the instrument from him, he was completely lost. Um, and I, I was trying to remove the know-allness from him. I said, so the song, is it set in concrete? And he went, oh, yes, yes, it is. And I said, Jack, you're 17 years old, nothing's set in concrete. So true. So we began to unfurl it, and I said, is this about someone who's been in the army or that, you know? And he said, oh, it's because my um, grandfather died. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. And I said, look at that emotion. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't feel it. You sing that song now and you think about who you wrote it for. Well, my God, I went and sat down and the audience gasped <laughs> because we really did sort of unleash something um, quite special. Um, you know, that's... And, and just by kind of a couple of little pushes, you know, um, well, pressed a few buttons and, and just let him do his thing and, and let him see that he could actually let some of it out. Yeah, that's the idea. Like going into a master class, I think you you have to understand that you need to open your mind a little bit because you're there to learn, not just not just mm -hmm. not just to present your work, but to to learn a little bit about it from somebody who uh, has been doing it for twenty thirty years. You know. I'm quite under, you're going to laugh, I'm quite underconfident sometimes, I'm also quite shy, and, and, and I thought, doing this was something very different for me, and I thought, am I going to be able to do this, because it's yeah. really not me standing singing, uh, but I set myself up by singing one of the hardest songs I sing, which is a Dusty Springfield cover, um, I Close My Eyes and Count to Ten, Oh yeah, really difficult, difficult song to sing. It's like low, it's high, it's fast, it's slow, different rhythms, different patterns. It's a really difficult song to sing. So I, I came straight out and sang that, and it almost—I I kind of went to myself, right? Okay, that's it. Yep, I'm in the zone now. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked about a bit and uh, got got started. So. The, I think probably the hardest thing too is we were saying before, like you know, we're genuinely nice people. And and because of what we do, you know, we've had people that have um, give, given us constructive criticism, mm -hmm. constructive criticism. And even though you know that it's constructive, mm -hmm. you know, it's still someone that's pecking away at the work that you've done. <laughs> you know, so we know how it, how it feels and it is all about how you present it. And I think because it is a master class, you know, that that um, hopefully, you know, you, you came away with a, a, a style within yourself of of um, how to, how to uh, you know, tell people what could make something just a, a bit better, you know? Well, I was really, that particular section I was delighted about because I had an impression from what he, he what song he sent me. And, and I thought, you know, and he had an attitude, but one <laughs> thinks now it's maybe a protective at, um, attitude. But um, what I wanted to do was how I am now, um, I, I wasn't maybe even as recently as like 12, 15 years ago, I'm very open as a performer. And the more open you are, the more exposed you are, right. the more you give. Um, and that's a hard thing to, to flip over, to switch into, because the first thing you're doing when you stand on the stage is exposing yourself, and none of us like it. <laughs> no it's, one likes yeah. standing on stage and truly exposing yourself. It's, it's different if you've got a, 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 you're hiding behind a costume or possibly why David Bowie always had some sort yeah. of um, image or whatever, right. a different persona to hide behind. Right. And here, and here, here we are just standing in front of our closet, going, "I hope these jeans look okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, the thing is, as well, you do have to have. I mean, you do have to have some sort of um, 
style or whatever as well. But for, for me, um, I've just I've never really moved away from just being good old me. Um, yeah. Maybe I should get a stylist. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I, I I don't. I think I think that um, honestly, when you put when you put out the quality stuff that you put out, that you know people are not quite worried whether your your jeans go with your outfit or your jacket goes with your outfit. They are there to to hear the music and to see you the person and uh and they and they always get what they pay for. I mean it's like I said before, the the Brighton show was just was just phenomenal. It was just amazing. And and I I also like that when you pick your opening band, it's a it's a band that you like. Like it's not somebody else just booking them. You can't. You can't actually. It's almost like because most people leave the room when the support act go on, and the idea of the support act is to quite literally warm the audience up, yeah, get them into the mood for watching a show. And um, Lucy is a phenomenal singer. She um, is from Eek, a phenomenal singer. Yeah, and. Um, it's it's a it's a difficult world out there, and I think um, it's bringing an audience and um, to hear another voice, and and it's got to be something that's good quality. Yeah, you picked uh, Sandra Macbeth too. First time. Oh yeah, and uh, Sandra's um, she's great. As she's a talented as well. Very talented. Yeah, she's working on a new album. I'm actually doing a song with her. Oh. Um, she's. She's someone again, and I think Eek are pretty similar. It's, I hate people being pigeonholed, yeah. and I don't fit into any category. Any, you could, I could perform anything in a certain style, or, or with a, a quartet, or an orchestra, or with the band, mm-hmm. or solo. It, it's about having great songs, and Sandra's like that because people would think she's a bit of a folkster. Yeah, but in actual fact, you know, the songs um, are just really good quality songs. And, and it's the same with Eek. I mean, it's it's just great quality songs. So, you know, that, it's nice to give somebody a platform um, with an audience that appreciates me for not being in a in a pigeonhole. Right. Exactly. That is exactly oh. it. So true. Um, we were talking a little bit about um, you possibly getting to go to the states, and um, and I was telling you I I, I meet so many people and talk to so many people back home who know exactly who you are and who've been following you for years. <laughs> well, yeah, they might have got a bit lost along the way, mind you, but um, I had um, certainly the, the days of um, Same Sky and God's Home Movie, we were in the States. Um, in fact, I've probably been to more places in the States than people in America. Um, I, I bet. <laughs> and had a great time and people really, really enjoyed it. And the sad thing is a lot of the re- reasons for not uh, going any further or all of those things is often based on the company you're with, how much money they're prepared to put into what you do, because, of course, the States is such a big country. Um, um, And spending a little bit of time there, we were in Germany touring with Tina Turner and the um, Americas, we were with Capital, the first deal we did, and they came over to Germany to watch us perform, et cetera, et cetera. And they were really keen for us to go out to the States and tour and do stuff. And the Germans were saying, stay, you're staying, you stay here and you have big hit with speed things. <laughs> <laughs> and actually we were pulled out of Germany and the, the, the German company were saying, stay here for at least two, three weeks and it'll go bang. 
and you know you'll have a very solid base and be able to work off that. But the Americans want us to go out to America, so we left Germany and we're almost about to board planes to go over to the States to do stuff. And the Gulf War happened, and we didn't go back to Germany and we didn't go to America. Oh. And, and you you read people's um, uh, autobiographies, etc., and read stories uh, about why this didn't happen and why it didn't happen. I mean, I could tick a hundred of those boxes. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, I'd like to come back. I've got some good friends in New York and LA and, yes, and probably Florida. And I know, I know you have one in Florida. Yeah. Um, did you ever, did you ever think about, about writing, about writing a, an actual book about your experiences? Several people have spoken to me about that, and um, yes, I think it would make a fascinating story for people. I do too. It feels, it's funny, uh, unlike a boy band or, you know, the people who've just had immediate success after five years or three years or even ten minutes, <laughs> having an autobiography out is just a farce, really, because they've done nothing. Right. But I feel like I've still a long way to go yet. Um, oh, sure. So I don't know. I think it would make a great story. I think the struggles of, of uh, you know, the personal struggles and personal um, traumas and, and difficulties with identity and um, homophobia and uh, lots of those early things, getting publishing, record deal, all of those things and how I felt, how I interacted, the tours, it would make a really interesting story if it was written well. I certainly don't think that I could actually write it, but I think um, it would would actually make a good good reading for someone. I I do too. I really mm-hmm. do. We were we were talking a little bit earlier about um, in this day and age with with Facebook and with with Twitter and social media the way it is, how um, artists are are able to connect with their fans and, and promote. So much, so much more um, than they than they used to be able to, and um, I'm just wondering, like it's it's a good thing because you know it is a way of, of staying in touch with your fan base and letting them know what's coming up and getting them hyped and geared for it. Um, but it but it also opens you up to a lot of um, a lot of chatter that you you may not want <laughs> to hear. <laughs> you you I you. I follow you on Twitter, so I know that you're you're always out there on Twitter, and you and I love that you you know answer everybody's questions and and so what do you what do you think about that? Do you think it's a good thing? I think I think that you have to, I think it's like life anyway. You have to have a balance. Um, I've been so busy doing my tax in the last four or five days. I've been a bit um, remiss at being on Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> but I notice I notice that um, interactions are down. All of those things are not happening, so I do have to actively um, take part in stuff, put stuff up, and interact with people, um, which you do get a lot out of personally anyway. But it does give people a glimpse of, of what you're up to and. Um, you are making contact more than you would ever have done with just your website. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's isn't it funny how you you like years ago um, nobody wondered what you had for lunch, and and now you can you can tweet that you ate an apple, and you get like nine thousand people saying, "Was it a Granny Smith? Was it a Macintosh? Was it good? Did you hurt oh, your tooth?" No. Did you see? I, I try not to be so. Um... <laughs> 
trying to think of, but I'm, I trouble somebody could shoot me down and flame and say, well, actually, no, you did post about eating an apple one day. But, <laughs> um, I, I get mixed up. I don't get mixed up. I, sometimes I forget that Twitter is short form and yeah. Facebook is long form. And often I post things, I think, oh, God, that was awful long. Um, people on Twitter, you're supposed to make it just kind of quick comments and, and notes and just little thoughts, etc. Yeah. But I get sometimes I just, as you can tell from this conversation, I, I just... My dad used to say I had verbal diarrhea. <laughs> verbal diarrhea. <laughs> so um, you need a radio it's show. Not ideal for me, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you get a lot out of it. I think the downside is there are a lot of um, keyboard he- heroes out there, yeah. and um, certainly I've had my fair share of um, unpleasant things uh, be said, etc. But these yeah. things are deletable, and you know exactly, possible. it's true. That's the truth. It is. It is deletable. Mm-hmm. It, and it does, it becomes like a part-time job. Like you feel like if you didn't devote, you know, a half an hour a day to, you know, replying to tweets and, and, you know, at least posting one or two things on Facebook that you're letting people down. There's this expectation um, that comes along with it. expectation. Um, but also I think as well, um, it's nice to put a couple of pearls of wisdom up there too. Yeah. That makes people think. And it's like you, sh- you are inverted commas a Facebook friend you are sort of sharing thoughts and sharing other people's thoughts so um, yeah it is an interactive thing after all and and I think people they say if you don't want criticism or whatever don't go on it but yeah. I, I, I don't think that that's accurate I don't think people deserve a lot of the, the stuff that happens really really don't yeah, I don't think it's, it's normal behaviour it's, it is it's true and it, and it can get out of hand and I think mm. The big part of it is, like you said, it's a balance, and uh, and you pick and choose your battles too, because, you know, it it the funny thing is, is that the media covers Twitter and Facebook now. So you know, if a, if a celebrity or somebody tweets something stupid, it's not just on Twitter, it's not just to their followers, it becomes headline news. That's right. You know, and it's it's just that part of it's a bit ridiculous. Like it should be something that's you know that stays where it is and not get so overblown and people take it so seriously. It's, um, I think you've got to realise though that that anything that goes onto the internet is available globally. Yeah. Um, and if you have a conversation with a friend, you have a conversation with a friend. If you post it on Twitter or Facebook, then it's readily available no matter how hard you try even if you delete it off at its existing location yeah. it can be found again it's true so so in that case if you want to say something not very pleasant uh, it's up there it, it it has to be looked upon and and uh, you know judged with all the rules of the land that we have it's true place. i always think really, you know some of it is really absolutely nasty and it's playground and bullying but that, that to me that's what it is it's it's a kind of um a childish uh, bullying that goes on. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, you think about it, if a person has, has uh, you know, 350,000 followers or a million followers or whatever, you know, they have to understand that the stuff that they're putting out there is going out to that many people, mm-hmm. you know. And so you do, there's, you know, a, a bit of responsibility comes with it. Well, also as well, uh, it isn't just that the group of people that, that, that you have on your Facebook or whatever, it can be shared so many times. Yeah. Like a domino effect. And, yeah. You know, and some of that can be quite good if you've got a charity or, you know, you're doing some charitable thing or you're trying to sell a gig or whatever, but um, there are other things that shouldn't be shared, really. So. It's true, it's true. And, and, and the, this... moral subject, the moral compass has um, gone a bit awry. <laughs> 
That's a good way of putting it. Uh, the moral compass oh has gone awry. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. You know, it's there's there's it's so much. I really it's so much fun talking to you and catching up and and uh, and seeing what you're up to and and I I know that Donna will agree with me when we say we so appreciate you taking the time out um, to talk to us and and allowing us to put this up for everybody to listen to and to and to share and be a part of. Um, we appreciate it's a great opportunity for for me, obviously as well, and 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 the. the... On the plus plus side, um, I get to chat to you, and I get to chat. Yeah. I, I was going to say um, there is a another competition that I'm involved in. It's a thing called Write Out TV. Write Out TV Awards dot com. Correct. Yeah. Do you know, Do you know that? I do. As a matter of fact, I I learned about it through my good friend and director, filmmaker, L.A. based Linda Anderson, oh. um, had posted something on my page, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> This is interesting. Well, I've known about it, but I've never actually... Anyway, I, I've been entered for a couple of things. One is for Best Song for this year, and, well, from 2012 to uh, September 2012 to September uh, um and Best Performance. I love and, the and performance part of this. Silence. Um, so, yeah, so go in there and have a little look. Have a little look, do a little voting. Yeah, I, lo- I have nice to... Did a little voting. And because... I mean, there are judges for the best song and best best performance, but there's um, best artist of the year, and and that's the specific fan based one. So that's yeah, that's the one we we were actually talking about that on our podcast last night. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I think it's the, the interesting thing is there are so many awards for songwriters, there are awards for actors, yeah. but this is specific to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender yes. um, people, and um, it's global. It's these artists are from all around the world, and they're all LGBT, and it's that's unusual because there's nothing like it anywhere else. And you know, it's it's hard swimming upstream, um, yeah. hard of maybe for us sometimes than others. But um, it's a it's an opportunity to be recognised by our peers. It's true, and I'm glad and I'm glad that you brought it up because um, the the performance part of it that you you entered that the, there was a video that I saw. I think I put it on our our Facebook page in our group. Um, and that's just you with a guitar sitting on the floor, singing some songs. And I love the simplicity of it because it really did capture you in your element. I was, it was a, it was a rainy day and I was waiting to perform. Um, I was the headline act at a little festival and I got soaking wet and they said, here's the keys to the village hall. <laughs> so myself and uh, Tracy Mike, two of came up and we went into this lovely warm village hall. I got changed. I was warming my voice up, and she, why, why didn't I film you? And I went, Yeah, on you go. <laughs> and it, that was as simple as that. And and I think it really captured a moment, and it, I, I loved it. I, I mean, it's not perfect as a performance or all those different things. And at the end of it, I was so engrossed in it, I came flying towards her and nearly. <laughs> And that's why we love you. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say we love you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so thrilled that things are going so well, and I'm super excited about um, uh, getting to see you in these up, upcoming months. So, well, you, I have to 
come to one of the, the dates, um, um, or um, we'll try and do a CRD tour. <laughs> I know. I, I'm thinking. I if I'm if I'm if I'm getting the Brighton dates correct, I think that my uh, parents will be in town, and we'll I would them. love to bring them. Yeah. 23rd is uh, Newcastle. I'm reading them off a page now. November is Band in the Wall in Manchester. November 28th, Manchester, Band in the Wall. 29th, Edinburgh Queen's Hall. 30th is Perth. That's sold out actually now though. Uh, 4th of December, Aberdeen, Lemon Tree. 5th of December, Beveridge Park in Kirkcaldy. Holy, <laughs> you are going to be so busy. You are going to be so busy and that's that's a wonderful thing. Oh yes, and, and, and uh, the, the busier it is, the more excited I'll be and, and the more everyone will get. And I tend to meet people afterwards as well. So Yeah, stick um, yeah, you have to stick around and, and have yeah, a little chat too. It's worth it. <laughs> it's true. I think I think we're gonna be able to make it to the Brighton show. We were talking about um the last time my, my uh, parents were here, my mom well my mother came by herself and she absolutely loved Brighton and then the next time she came and she was with my stepdad, we never uh, we didn't get a chance to go to Brighton, so she did say this oh, visit yeah. that she yeah, wants to uh, yeah. So we we'll bring them both both down for the oh, yeah, for the you show. Must do, you must do, but um, well, hopefully I'll see you before that because it's another sort of um, eight weeks or so. Yeah, it's true. We need to do something sooner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> most definitely. All right, my lovely, you have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Lots of love to you, and lots of love to Donna as well, and everyone listening. Uh, thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Talk soon. Bye bye.